Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fantasy Weekly Videocast and Podcast. We're going to be reviewing Game Week 19 and previewing Game Week 20. On the agenda tonight, the Clarets end the Fortress at Anfield as an Ashley Barnes penalty gives Burnley a priceless away win. Pressure mounts on the Magpies as Bruce's men go 10 games without a win in all competitions as myself and Matt both raise the bat with over 100 points scored in double game week 19. But before we continue, I've got a Peely's puzzler just before we start the podcast. I've got a quick who am I? Two clues will be given now and two midway through the podcast. As usual to start, I started my career at Gillingham in 1979 and I've managed 11 clubs throughout my managerial career, which is still ongoing. But uh, just before we keep going, obviously we've got my right-hand man in the eSports Live commentary box. It's Elliot Craig. Elliot, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, other than football, I'm doing I'm doing really well. Thank you, mate. It's just a bit depressing at the minute, but you know you'll obviously be happy with the, your result this morning, your win. So that's not too bad, is it? Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty dire first half. Um, Blackburn obviously beating Middlesbrough one 0 If you're not aware, and you probably are, if you are aware of it, it's probably because of uh, Neil Warnock and the injury to their centre back Dale Fry. If you haven't seen it, have a look. I don't know how our centre back, who's on loan from Everton, Everton Jared, uh, Jared Branthwaite, has got to wait without being carded or even giving away a penalty at all. But it's quite amazing. Have a look at some of the fallout. But uh, obviously, Rove's got the three points, so I was pretty buzzing with that at four o'clock this morning. But in terms of Premier League fixtures, we're going to bring those up now. Obviously, we reviewed Game Week 19, so we'll go back to that one quickly just to show the last two fixtures that we didn't cover. And there's one that stands out for me like a sore thumb, but for the rest of the league, are absolutely buzzing by it. Liverpool nil, Burnley won their first loss at Anfield in the Premier League for Liverpool since April 2017 when Sam Allardyce's Crystal Palace won there and now Sean Dyche. The last two managers not named Jurgen Klopp to win a Premier League game at Anfield are Sean Dyche and Sam Allardyce. That's crazy to utter even those words, but a penalty late on secures all three points for the Clarets. They went back to Lancashire, absolutely buzzing. Someone who wasn't buzzing on Monday morning, or Sunday morning it was rather, was you, Elliot. 2-0, Newcastle lost to Aston Villa. They were just devoid of anything. The, you know, even the DeAndre Edlin thing you were talking about off air, not having a visa, not being able to play. It's been shocking for you a lot. Ten in a row now without a win in all comps. It's just terrible, mate. It's, the first goal goes in and it's just game's over. You know, nothing's going to happen. And they just walked past us the whole game. It was horrible, horrible. But you you watched with me again, which was nice of you. So <laughs> you're, you're slowly dying inside because you're having to watch Bruce Ball every week. But... Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the thing was, I didn't plan to watch it because I've adopted Hibs as my Scottish team and they're on at 4.30 and my, my plan was always to sleep. But then again, I decided to watch another horrendous game of football because Hibs got beat 3-0 by St. Johnson in the semi-final of the Cup. And then I watched Newcastle. So I don't know why I did that, but I did. Uh, moving on, though, into game week 20. Hopefully there is a win for Newcastle there. They play against Leeds at St. James's Park. Crystal Palace will host West Ham in the London derby. Southampton in the later time slot will play Arsenal and West Brom will host uh, Manchester City. That Southampton-Arsenal game, remember, they've just played in the FA Cup this weekend. 1-0 thanks to a Gabriel own goal, so the Saints progress. And on Thursday morning, Melbourne time, Wednesday night, we've got Burnley-Aston Villa, Chelsea-Wolves, Brighton-Fulham, Everton-Leicester, Manchester United against Sheffield United, and the big game, Tottenham and Liverpool at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So there are your results and fixtures for the week. We're going to miss out on the shocks because obviously last week in the shorter podcast that we did, we covered those. So. Um, yeah, I think John Stones was the was the main yeah, one though. I was gonna say, we, John yeah. Stones is the is the standout, isn't he? Still, what what a week for him. <laughs> Twenty seven points, absolutely mental. But um, yeah, it's brilliant stuff to see. Actually, he got me uh, raising the bat. Um, and as we introduce our guests for this week, 
We'll start with the uh, the man who also raised the bat alongside me. Got over a hundred points in the double game week. So there was me and uh, the guru who we're just going about to bring up on the screen, Matt Day. You've had an absolutely mental week this week in FPL. Yeah, mate. Look, I've uh, I've got you to thank for that. You did put the wild card in my head. So um, thank you, Ollie. Um, but yeah, really, really good week. 139 points so yeah buzzing off that and it's put me in a uh, a much better position than what I was a couple of months ago where it all looked doom and gloom so yeah marathon not a sprint of course I mean it says on my screen that I got 107 points this week obviously we'll get onto these teams later should say 110 because I should have an extra three points for the assist for your wild card to be honest I think mate <laughs> I can't disagree there as soon as you posted that in the group yeah you got me thinking and I think it was a, maybe an hour before deadline i thought i'm doing this i built the team there and then and um yeah it paid off so yeah happy days yeah you must be absolutely buzzing with that you've rocketed back up the league and you're probably where you wanted to be not languishing down in 50th as you were early in the season you're back where you belong at the top of the league someone else who's languishing back down there now but <laughs> a decent result in real life i, I suppose i'm like elliot elliot's up the top and his team are doing horrendous and you're you know down the bottom a little bit jack well, not down the bottom but you're in 30 yard and You'll you'll had a massive win this morning against uh, Liverpool in the cup, so you must be buzzing with that at least. Yeah, a lot of positives from the Manchester United side. You can't have the best of both worlds, as Elliot knows. Uh, I think I think we're all suffering from that in all, with all our teams that we follow. But can't have the best of both worlds, and United are doing well. Well, doing more than well. Um, and yeah, I've just taken a bit of a step back after that double game week, and well, to be fair, a, a poor two game weeks I've had um, compared to my previous form. Hoping to step back up again. Um, but yeah, good to be back on the pod with you boys anyway. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I guess we've seen with Matt how he just rocketed up. It only takes one game week to rocket back up the table. So this game week, you're looking for a, for a big one just to rocket back up that league? Yeah, I was pretty happy with my team that I've got anyway. So a couple of transfers in, which we'll, we'll touch on when we go through them. But pretty happy with the team. Hopefully they can all still hit. Um, and yeah, just push on and, and see how we go. Well, in terms of that mini-league, we're going to bring that up on the screen now, the FPL Addicts and Esports Live mini-league. About 150 of you still in the comp, and Tom Stones is leading the way again. Inside the top 5k in the world, 123 points he had, which was quite crazy to see that. He's well clear, 30 clear of Nidoran in second. Elliot, you're in third. There's an imposter among us, Ollie. Look at all those 100 triple-digit scores, and then there's me. That's just yes. shocking. Oh, you've lost ground there, mate. 44.1. You were saying off air, was it top 200 in Australia you were and you've slipped down a little bit? Yeah, top 200 in Australia to top 1K in Australia. And then I was inside the top 10K worldwide to top 40K worldwide, I think it was. So, shocking. Annoying red arrow to take. We'll be on to that a little bit later, but we'll run through the rest of this top 10. Panagiotis is in fourth. We've got Jimmy in fifth. Tom Southworth in sixth. We've got Anune in seventh. Deza Saputra in eighth. We've got... Uh, Mustafa in ninth, and we've got the guru himself, the FPL addicts guru, Here Matt Day, is. rounding out the top 10, which is quite crazy to see. Since we are on that uh, tandem right now, we'll start with your team from last week, and I think we're starting off on a high. Yeah, look, really, really happy with that. Um, only thing I was probably disappointed with is uh, those three premium options in midfield, De Bruyne, uh, was probably the best of the three there. Um, Salah and Fernandez and, and Suchek actually as well. Um, but that defence is just phenomenal. Like Diaz, Justin, Kufal, Stones. No lie, there's probably five minutes to deadline and I was thinking Justin's got to go. Um, 
wasn't too keen on Leicester. I was about to bring Vardy in for Kane. And then I just thought, nah, I've got, I've had Justin all season. I can't go without a Spurs player. And um, yeah, it paid off. And then, yeah, Antonio, I, um, I've been eyeing him up for probably a few weeks, but I wasn't so sure because of his hamstrings. And I thought I just got to go for it. So yeah, Antonio did me really well there. And, you know, that defence really, really pulled me through because if, if you take that defence away, there's there's not too much there in midfield. Um, so, yeah, really, really happy with that. And, um, yeah, it's really boosted me up the ranks. And I think I've, I've all but made up for that that 28-point game week back in uh, back in November, which I, I still struggle to f- forget. But now I think I've, I've definitely forgotten about that one. So, yeah, happy with that. A bit disappointing you didn't stick so... the armband on, on John Stones or triple captain John Stones. That would have been, uh, that would have been all right, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, my uh, my original plan was triple captain on De Bruyne and uh, maybe take a few hits. But um, yeah, Ollie saw me on that wild card and I wish I wish I could have sensed it about Stones, but I was never, ever going to predict two goals. The only other sort of captain maybe could have been Antonio, but it just couldn't look past the Salah, Fernandez, De Bruyne for this double game week. And I'm glad that I uh, wild card and didn't triple captain because, uh, yeah, it definitely paid off. They're just saying that defence is absolutely mental. John Stones and Diaz, 45 between them. Then you've got Justin, 14. Kufal on 12 and Martinez on 9. So absolutely mental with that back four and keeper that set you up for a good game. The other person to raise the bat among the four of us was myself, 107 points. I was hoping for a little bit more because I was saying on the podcast I was hoping for 120 when I had Salah against Burnley still to be to, you know, still to play. But obviously we know how that turned out. He blanked and that's really disappointing because obviously four points you're thinking a double game week against Manchester United at home and Burnley at home. You're thinking he's at least contributing in one of those games. He didn't. That was the only disappointment, though. John Stones was brilliant. Um, I brought in Cancelo, who was a little bit frustrating over Ruben Diaz. Um, obviously, the eight points. I've reversed that decision now because I think Diaz and Stones can't get dropped. So I've, I've actually made that transfer really early on. The earliest I think I've ever made a transfer for a game week. So they're there. Uh, Emil Smith-Rowe against Newcastle with the assist I was buzzing with. Harry Kane doing what he always does and scoring goals. So I'm pretty happy with this one. Uh, the Manchester City players at the back, though, I think deserve the mention, to be honest. 107 points and massive green arrows to just outside the top 100k. So I'm buzzing. Just look at those three fixtures that they've got next as well, Man City. That that that's, should be points for the defenders, you'd like to hope. West Brom, Sheffield United and Burnley. Not three of the highest scoring teams in the league, are they? So you'd, you'd like to hope. Y- you would. Um I, it's crossing my mind whether to put Edison on the bench. Obviously, I, w- I probably won't do it. But my bench goalkeeper is uh, Sanchez from Brighton, who've got Fulham at home, which is quite an enticing oh. fixture. But I think you've just got to stick with Edison. I think with the defence, I think risk versus reward. I think there's a massive reward with those three Manchester City, um, you know, clean sheet type assets that can really help you um, get up the league if you've got them. So I'm going to hold there, I think, with Edison. But a little bit of a conundrum there. The other conundrum I've got is with Marcus Rashford, who went off with an injury to, I think it was his knee, if I'm correct, Jack. You would have watched uh, the game. Uh, yeah, his knee injury. It limped off a couple of minutes before full time. Um, I think they're going to have a scan this morning and see how it goes. But I think I think uh, FPL is saying it's 75%. But I think they want to keep up that form and playing. But, you know, there may be a rotation in there. Obviously, they've got a bit of depth um, around the, on the side now. But Rashford playing this morning in the FA Cup was ridiculous so the balls he was putting here would be desperate to play he always oh, does that... well against Sheffield as well doesn't he Rashford he's got a good record mm, against yeah. him since they've popped back up so yeah and you'd like to think they'd be bagging quite a few against Sheffield United as well so I don't, I don't think you'll yeah. want to miss this one 
Yeah, that's why I set up my bench as well for an injury like this. Someone like Tyreek Mitchell can maybe come on. Obviously, they've got West Ham, which is a bit frustrating considering I've got the two West Ham defenders, but maybe I'll just have to bite the bullet there. Um, Elliot, over to you then. We'll bring your team up on the screen now. And you've not had as good a week as Matt and um, Matt and myself, as we've said. Obviously, you've dipped down you know, under the average as well. So uh, what was your thought process behind uh, behind this team? Yeah, well, I said it. I knew I wasn't going to have the best week because I'd just come off my free hit and my team looked a bit of a mess for this week. And as you can see, Walker Peters and Dallas, just nothing from them. Um, I, I was a man short in the midfield as well, I've noticed. So I've had to sort that out this week with my transfers that we'll get onto a bit later. And then Bamford will bag six this week, so he'll be all right. <laughs> so that won't matter for his last couple of weeks of blanks. But no, it wasn't, wasn't a good week for me, but... We rebound back into it. De Bruyne is injured, so he's he's on his way out for me. And I bought in the two the two uh, men at the back for Man City, Diaz and Stones, for Walker Peters, who I know they've just beaten Arsenal one 0 but I don't back him to keep a clean sheet against them this time round. So hopefully that pays off for me, mate. But no, no, not a good one for me. Down to third in the league, unfortunately. But we'll pop back up there, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, with your midfield, that now looks like a bit of a minefield with Oreo Romeo and Kevin De Bruyne. A doubt. That's, that's obviously something you've looked to address. Is that something that you know might be your Achilles heel later in the season or are you just looking to nip it in the bud now? Well, I've, I've sort of got a plan around it now because De Bruyne is out and I always needed to upgrade my midfield. So what I've done is I've taken a four-point hit this week and I've got in Diaz Stones and I've gone with James Madison who scored again this morning in the Cup. He scored against Brentford. I think they've beaten 3-1 Leicester. So I've gone with him and they've got a decent set of fixtures. So they're, they're my three transfers for the week. And then when De Bruyne's back fit, if he's firing, I'll wildcard and base my team around him. That'll probably be my plan. I know he's expected back mid-February or whatever they were saying. So we'll just have to see how it goes. I'm going to have to play it by the ear with this now because that injury's really screwed with me a little bit. But no, we, we should still be able to get points this week. There's no excuses this week with the Man City boys back against West Brom. So fingers crossed for a good one, mate. That's the biggest future point I've ever heard from Elliot Craig there. Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about future planning. We're moving on to you next, Jack. Um, we'll start <laughs> off with your uh, with your team. Um, obviously, 76 points with the points that you've gone underneath the average, which will be a bit frustrating for you. But you're also happy with some elements of this team. There's something to take out of it, surely. Yeah, obviously, I was expecting a lot more with the team going in. Probably, maybe not as similar to Elliot. Elliot's score okay considering he didn't uh, fancy it, but I did expect a bit more. You know, United had the home fixtures, Fernandez not hitting, and Rashford, um, Salah not hitting, Foden, Suchek seems to have obviously gone quiet again. Maybe over to the home fixtures as well, so maybe a question mark there. And but yeah, James Justin and, um, and Martinez carrying the team. Um, Kane hit as well, but obviously I was a um, uh, with Foden being the captain's armband, I, I did want to change that last minute. Uh, I was going to go Fernandez, so I, that would have scored me a few more, but I forgot to change it on that deadline. I was slightly distracted with uh, Papa Peely. Um, but yeah, I, thought, I, I expected Foden to do well, but he obviously he got rotated out with that pep roulette, which is obviously always a joy for everybody. Um, and then Vardy, absolutely terrible. I took a bit of a gamble on him I, I, with Foden coming in for Son. I took Bamford out for Vardy, had that extra money, uh, and I fancied that with uh, the two home games Leicester had. But um, with um, them, um, him not hitting and with a hip injury, not great. And uh, yeah, struggled in there, boys. Um, so yeah, what a shame. Yeah, definitely so. It's a little bit under the uh, under the radar, a bit under the average from you, 
Jack, how are you going to look to rectify this week? What transfers are you going to look to make to uh, make sure that you go above the average this week? Yeah, well, I'd already made an early transfer a transfer before Stones grabbed them extra goals. I'd already brought Cancelo uh, in, so that was a bit of an error. So Chilwell went out, Cancelo uh, came in, and then obviously Stones bagged those two goals. So I had a bit of a nightmare there, but I'm still hoping, I'm still expecting him to play and obviously score well in those fixtures uh, with the clean sheets. Um, and I also took Vardy out and I brought um, a United asset in. So I've, I've, I've tripled up, boys. I've got Cavani in. I'm hoping for Cavani. I know maybe it's something a bit different from what everyone else is doing. Um, and Good move. I know it, yeah, you know, I'm trying to find those little differentials in there. And, you know, United have got the good fixtures coming up. City have got the good good uh, fixtures. So having them assets in there, I'm hoping to, um, yeah, score quite well. Fingers crossed. And- Cancelo is a good move, and he actually did hit the bar against uh, Villa, yeah. so he was yeah. so close to still in ending there, up yeah. on, a, on a big score. So he's not a bad yeah. shout still. So I think Three yeah, we've got ownership for Edison Cavani, by the way, Jack. So that is a massive differential. But go on. Yeah, I've just saying, obviously, on the Cavani move, with um, a lot of people are obviously going to look at Antonio now and Bamford, and I think those assets are going to come in. So Cavani, you know, I thought he's he's looking so good. You know, he scored this morning, hit the post as well, um, but he's. Obviously, he just oozes class, doesn't he? And I just, want, I just want to see him do well, so that's why I want to put him in there. I'll back him and put him in there. So, let's go, El Matador. You've put the faith in the Eurogrind striker. Matt, um, obviously, me and Elliot did talk about transfers just before. We didn't get to yours, so we'll bring your team back up on the screen here. Uh, what transfers are you looking to make? To just you can't, You're not going to get 140 points every week, 139 points every yeah. week, but... You're gonna, you're gonna look to back it up in some sort of way. How are you gonna look to do that? Well, look, before De Bruyne got injured, I was gonna use Elliot's famous words of rolling over, <laughs> but uh, but he's out, and I was gonna bench him and just leave it, and and but I'm gonna have to take him out. Um, uh, I'm thinking like for like, so City for City. Um, I was Name looking Sterling? at Sterling. I was looking yes. at Sterling. I was looking That's at Sterling. Sterling. Big Sterling. fan of him, but you know what? I'm going to go with my shout from a couple of weeks ago of potentially Gundogan. look at Gundogan. Gundogan Ooh. from City. He's just been phenomenal. I think he's the most informed player in fantasy league. He's going to be. He's on penalties now as well. Um, with De Bruyne out, so yeah, it's going to be a toss up between Gundogan and Sterling. Definitely um, not Sterling on penalties, is it? Nah, nah, and I think yeah, Gundogan. If, he seems to be leading most of those attacks for City, so it could be him. Um, I really want Son back in as well, but um, I'm happy to wait maybe a week for Son. Um, maybe get him in for the Brighton game next, and I'd like like a City player for this week. Um, so yeah, it could be Gundogan for the um, for the penalties. Sterling, it'll be a last minute minute call. I'm, I'm, it'll be one of those two, but yeah, potentially Gundogan, so I can get Son in um, the following game week. I'd say. I think Sterling is one of the most transferred in players as well into this game week. Yeah, I do like him, but I just can't trust him this season. No. Uh, with with those pens for City, Gundogan being on him, he seems like a no-brainer at 5.4. and uh, Plenty of value. I'll have a think. I don't mind Foden either as an option now that De Bruyne is injured. He'll probably get, I'd expect him to start two out of the next three games, probably if De Bruyne is not going to be playing in that attacking midfield role. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised at all if Foden's a good shout. I don't know if you boys saw the Villa highlights, but Gundogan could have come out again. I know I was raving about him against Chelsea a few weeks back, but could have had a double in that as well. He, um, 
he missed pretty much an open goal in from one of the corners, and then he uh, obviously got the pen at the end. So, yeah, I think Gundogan. If you've if you're looking for someone that's five and a half million, then you've got to get him in for this run, for this run of games, and then yeah. and then benching maybe. Uh, just before we move on, by the way, we've just got the manager of the week up on the screen. 153 points to Mustafa, who we talked about, who just broken into the top 10. Just inside the top 5,000 for the game week, 149 if you consider that points hit there. But absolutely crazy scores. Harvey Barnes in the midfield, Gundwan, as we've talked about, Cresswell, Diaz, De Gea, all double digit points hauls. So uh, he'll win the $10 esports live voucher, which you can play for cash pool and prizes. You've got Rocket League, FIFA. NBA and Pez. Obviously, Matt, you were devastated to lose out on that. You were speaking in the chat this week. You were yeah. you were going in for that voucher, but Mustafa's beat you to it. So if you think you yeah. can hack it, see if you can join him and uh, register for some of the upcoming esports live comps. So now then, moving on to the second Peely's puzzler. So the second lot of clues is two more to back up those two from the start of the podcast. I have managed on both Tyneside and Wearside during my managerial career, and I've made 309 appearance, uh, league appearances at Manchester United from 1987 to 1996. Jack and Elliot, I'll be very disappointed if you both don't get this. I'm, I'm disgusted with you. I'm disgusted <laughs> with you. I'm just realising who it is. I'm absolutely disgusted with you. I'm just... Oh, mate. Uh, so if you, if you don't know who it is from that reaction, I think you know we are live, so if you want to type it into any comment sections that we've got, you do that, fire away. Elliot is fuming. Off that reaction, you should know who it is. But we'll move swiftly on just so that there isn't any fights sparking out. Um, but we've got the guru section to move on to. It'll be a little bit shorter than usual this week. But uh, there's still a lot packed in there. You've got your differential players, your teams to watch, your captain picks and your scout 11. So Matt, the guru himself off the back of a brilliant week. Fire away. Thanks, Ollie. Look, um, yeah, sh- a short section this week. We're going to start off with the uh, the differentials, um, and I'll begin with the, the man I just raved about, uh, Gundogan from Man City, six point five percent ownership. Um, that's absolutely nothing when you consider the, the massive scores that he's been getting. Eighteen points uh, combined uh, over the previous game week. He's the highest form player, um, and he's probably going to rise at that ownership as well. So get him while you can. Um, another one, low ownership, 0.6% uh, from Aston Villa. Bertrand Traore, um, absolute live wire. Every time I watch Villa, just seems to be in and around the box. Um, had a pretty good game against uh, Newcastle. Um, probably not, not hard at the moment, though. He did score, did score a screamer. Um, and then he did some really nice touches against City as well and, and got in some good areas. So I think 0.6%. Um, that's nothing. That's, that's a huge, huge differential. If, if you've got, you know, you don't want to put Grealish in, Traore is a, um, a really, really good budget option. Uh, another one, uh, Telemans, uh, he come off a pretty decent score as well. Leicester on, on pretty good form, good fixtures coming up. He's an alternative to, to a Madison, 2.3%, really low ownership. Another one is a bit of a random one, uh, Ogbonna. I, I watched both of the West Ham games. Um, and nearly every single corner that come in, if it wasn't Craig Dawson um, or Suchek, it was Ogbonna was just in in that area fighting for every header. He hit the bar, uh, got a clean sheet in one of one of the games. Crystal Palace this weekend, 
low ownership. I believe they do let a, go- a lot of goals in from set pieces too. So, you know, 3.4%, a really cheap budget defender. And the uh, the last one, um, he was in one of my draft teams, uh, Fabio Silva, 1.7% ownership. I do believe Wolves have actually just signed uh, Willian Jose from uh, Real Sociedad. So um, I think that might have happened overnight. But either way, you'd expect Silva to, to keep getting starts at the moment. They don't have too many options. They've got Chelsea this week. Um, Chelsea are, are letting in goals lately. So 1.7%. He's a real cheap budget option as a differential. Um, if you've got that third striker slot open um, and you just want a rotation option that isn't Brewster, then um, I think Fabio Silva's not a bad shout. I think he's about 5.2 million around that range, 5.3. So, yeah, really low ownership there. Definitely. So that one happened a couple of days ago, the Fabio, uh, the William Jose one. So maybe he might be competing with Fabio Silva. So it's maybe one to watch there to see whether Fabio Silva will still get game time. But uh, moving on swiftly from your... We'll, we'll switch up a bit this week. Instead of your, we'll go from the differentials and we'll go to captains for now to move on from. So you've got a few there, a few common ones. And you've got your, I mean, your curveball isn't so much a curveball now that you've talked to him up so much. You're easier to read than a Roald Dahl book, mate, with your <laughs> curveball. Um, but uh, fire away your captain picks. Yeah, look, captains, it's going to have to be Fernandez. Um, it wouldn't put it past me if, if he rockets back up to one of the highest. Uh, captain ownerships in history, along with that Salah one against West Brom a few few months ago, a few weeks ago. We all know how that ended. Um, but it's got to be Fernandez this week. Um, Harry Kane, Liverpool, tough game, obviously on paper, but um, he's on good goal scoring form. Um, you know, Liverpool on a slight bit of a decline, and I think Kane's got quite a good record against him. So, you know, I'd back him as a captain um, if you don't want to go Fernandez. Sterling, I spoke about him before. I think I've got to put put a city asset down he, he's the uh you know he's probably outside of de bruyne he's the biggest uh, premium player there that, that you'd you'd hope would do well um greg away at burnley really liking that fixture for him they are a bit more solid lately i know they want at anfield but yeah really liking uh, the way villa play um another one of i didn't actually uh, note him down on my list but during the pod i think elliot's uh sold me on him and i'm going to put bamford down as well as a captain choice so if you've if you've held on to bamford I'd probably say he's a really, really good captain option this week, actually. Um, and then my curveball, probably not so much a curveball now, like you said, but uh, Gundogan from uh, from Man City, someone a bit different to Fernandez, going to be on penalties, maybe on the odd set piece, um, and he's just getting in all the right areas. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting another goal or um, at least an assist from, from Gundogan this weekend and, and maybe some bonus. Definitely so. I mean, obviously, Gundogan, obviously, we've talked to him up and fairly so as well. 18 points in the double game week just gone. But I'm a little bit interested on the Bamford one. Obviously, you said that it was a late edition. Obviously, it is Newcastle. I've watched a, a bit of Newcastle this season and they're deplorable at the back. Do you think he's worth someone bringing in if, if he's not owned? Do you reckon he's someone that maybe on, on the, should be on the watch list? Yeah, I think if you don't have him and you've got a striker spot spare, say you're looking to get rid of Vardy, maybe like Jack, then you could look at Bamford. Definitely for this weekend. I'm not too sure on Leeds long term. Um, again, I think they start to falter off in this second half of the season. Um, but purely for this game week, the fact that it's Newcastle and you know we, we've said it and we have bantered Elliot a lot, but you know Newcastle are pretty hopeless right now. So um, you know he's not a bad shout in there for, for this game week. Definitely, 
Whether or not I'd want him uh, long term, I'm really not too sure on, on Leeds going forward. Now, as attacking as they are, um, something's not quite right about them for me for the second half of the season. But just because they're playing Newcastle this week, then um, you know you could bring him in for the for the one week and try and get ahead of those that don't own him. Yeah, just interesting on the fixtures for uh, for Leeds as well. They don't have a two on the FDR until game week 29, where they play Fulham away at Craven Cottage on the 21st of March. So it's threes and fours on the FDR in between now and then. So maybe it's the week, if you're playing a wild card or a free hit, maybe it's the one to get Bamford in for the week. But you've got your three teams to, uh, to watch this week. You've got... Um, the two Manchester clubs being two of them, and uh, they're on good form as well with some brilliant assets. So uh, just explain why you've gone with those three and also the other team that's in there as well. Yeah, Man City is definitely purely fixture. I think West Brom, uh, although they've, they've picked up that win recently against uh, Wolves uh, with Big Sam. Um, obviously, they lost to West Ham after, but um, yeah, I think they uh, you can't really go against Man City against the team in the bottom three. Uh, Man United as well, they're on fire. Uh, Sheffield United are, are, you know, woeful as well. Um, I think my one, I watched that Spurs-Sheffield United game last weekend and I just thought, well, after watching it, I thought this team, it's just, they're going to be giving away three points to, you know, every club except obviously Newcastle this season. Um, sorry, Elliot. Um, so, yeah, they're my, my two choices there. And then, um, yeah, third choice, uh, I've gone with uh, with Aston Villa. Really, really impressed with um, with their form this season, and albeit they did lose to City, they uh, they really impressed me in in their performance at the Etihad and um, you know away at Burnley. Um, I think they're they're pretty good when they uh, when they counter attack. Traore, Grealish, Watkins, you know they're all looking pretty fresh and on form after their uh, their rest from from COVID. So that's my three teams. Brilliantly done, and. Um... I'm just going to throw this one quickly to the panel before we move on to your Scout 11. To uh, both Jack and to uh, Elliot, do you agree with those three or have you got a, maybe a, a fourth team in there that Matt didn't include that you'd maybe want to raise? Leeds. <laughs> We've talked about them in, in, in a length, obviously, against against your club, Newcastle. But Jack, have you got potentially another shout, a different team that maybe uh, FPL managers should be looking at? Yeah, I think uh, Leicester are obviously one to look at uh, going going into there now. You know, They've got no Vardy, but... I think they do very well, even without Vardy, to be fair. I think there's a, I had some stat today. Um, and I think they've got the, the, the win average and the score average is about the same when they've even got uh, without Vardy. And the fixtures are looking good. I think they've got, uh, what, Everton away, Leeds at home, Fulham away, Wolves away. Obviously, not always the easiest ones going away from home, but obviously good opportunities with the players they've got in form there, especially the likes of Madison. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, Leicester could be a good shout, boys. Possibly, and it's nice to get a bit of insight from the rest of the panel. Obviously, Matt, with the week that he's had this week, obviously the guru himself, but the rest of the panel, very competent managers themselves. Over to your Scout 11, though, Matt. Who have you gone with this week? If you're on your wildcard, you may want to copy this team or you know, make one similar to it, but uh, who have you got in your Scout 11? Yeah, this week I've gone for a, a, double, a couple of triple-ups, actually. Um, I've gone with a triple-up United De Gea and Shaw. I just think, um, you know, if you've got a, a free hit or wild card available for this weekend, I just really can't see Sheffield United scoring at Old Trafford. I can't see them scoring in many games. They did they did score against us, but I think um, I can see United winning that one quite comfortably. Uh, so I've got the triple up there of De Gea. Luke Shaw, who seems to be on quite quite nice form if he, you know, gets the, the nod to play in this one as well. Um, Fernandez as, as captain. 
triple up and City. Um, I was considering the uh, the triple up on the on the defence that that you've got, Ollie. But I thought Stones, Diaz, and then uh, you know Ilkay Gundogan um, has to be in there with his form. Traore, who I mentioned, absolute live wire at the moment. Uh, Madison, who uh, Elliot mentioned, is gonna gonna be in his team. He's on fire as well. Um, seems to be getting goals in in all comps and you know against anyone at the moment. Uh, and then I've gone for a front three. I'm going to stick with Harry Kane. I read a, a nice stat earlier. I think he scored three of his last five shots. Um, he seems to be back on that lethal sort of finishing form. He's in, involved in everything again. So I'm really liking him against potentially quite a vulnerable Liverpool defence. I didn't think I'd say that. Um, and then Antonio away at Palace. He was an absolute bully in those those last two games for West Ham. So definitely including him. And then Bamford away at Newcastle. Um, it's a bit of a no-brainer this week. Um, I think that's, that's yeah, not a bad 11. There was quite a bit left over in the bank as well this week. So, um, you know, there's a few premium options that, that we missed. No Son, no Sterling, no Salah. Um, but, yeah, I think if, you, if you're free-hitting, uh, that's not a bad team this weekend. Brilliant from you, as always. Matt, just there, the couple of triple-ups. Obviously, we're saying that you're, you're now tempting me by talking about Bruno Fernandes. I'm just thinking while, you, while you're, you know, rambling on that maybe I might triple captain Bruno Fernandes this week. So, uh, if um, if I do go that, would you recommend people maybe following suit? Yeah, possibly. I think it's if you've got that feeling about him and you and you think this is the game he's going to come out and you know grab a couple of goals, then you can't go wrong. Triple captain. It's it's uh, it's all done on instinct for me. Um, you've just got to check that previous double game week, which shows you, you know, you can have two games and, and end up with with nothing. So if you're getting that that instinct and you think it could be the one, especially if Rashford comes away with a, you know, a knee injury and, uh, you know, Fernandez is, is even more the main man, then, yeah, you never know. Um, Sheffield United at home, it's, yeah, it's not a bad shout, Ollie. I'd, I'd say, um, you know, if you're feeling it and you've, you're getting that instinct, then, um, and you've got it up your sleeve, then, then do it for sure. Yeah, it's not, it's not a bad shout. Too easy, brilliant stuff from Matt the Guru as always. If there's ever a man you want to be taking tips off off the back of 135 point game week, he's right in front of you. Hopefully, you can take some of his tips and uh, move up in the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Mini League. Matt, thanks again. Thanks, Ollie. Now moving on to the final section of the podcast and it's the section i look forward to the least now uh, draft <laughs> um i hate it i've never liked draft never ever at all um so we can take a look at the league now i've slipped down to fourth so i'm basically mid table now which is is brilliant jill is killers top of the league clear by two wins and also um the, the points or the points difference uh, there as well matt's absolutely walloped me we'll get onto that in a minute he's in second statman dave it's his world we're living in it He's showing up the other Statman Dave, who, you know, has prominence on Twitter sometimes, but our one's better. We all know that. He's in third. I'm in fourth, as I've said. Elliot in fifth. James Gasden in sixth. Uh, the Mac lads in seventh. And Rolando in eighth, propping up the table. In terms of results that got us there, Jill is killers. He raised the bat in draft, beating Elliot, who, you know, decent score at 80 points, but not Top enough. Feel oh, sorry for third. Elliot there. Jesus, I feel sorry for him. Happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, it happens. I'll, I'll cry about it later. It, it happens sometimes. <laughs> 80 points. Look at that. Even like Alisson and Trent, 
as a Liverpool double up, the Manchester City double up. We had James Madison, Madison. Oh my God. still it wasn't enough somehow. I mean, it was quite a comfortable margin as well, in fairness. It was like 20-something points. Um, another comfortable margin, to be honest, was Matt's win against me. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a shellacking is that. So uh, Matt on form, had a great week in Classic and had a decent week in Draft as well. So he's on good form. James Gasden beat Rolando. So, good win there for James, trying to distance himself from the bottom of that table. And uh, K. Salah, Salah, Statman Dave himself, easy win over Nathan there. So, in terms of fixtures for the upcoming week, I'm playing Jack Gillibrand. If I lose this, I may as well quit. Um, Matt <laughs> is playing against uh, Statman Dave. Uh, we've got Nathan against Rolando and James against Elliot. So, I think the match of the week probably has to be uh, Matt against Dave, probably. Matt versus Dave, surely. I'd say so. Yeah, definitely this week. I'm just so, a bit confused though because I, I thought I thought you won the league a while ago, Ollie. I thought it wasn't, it wasn't all that long. Was mate, mate, you can call you can call <laughs> me Carlo. An, you can call me Carlo Ancelotti because I've won the league earlier. I've won, it's like winning the league after four games, mate. I'm the exact same, mate. Yeah. Um, I've had a shocker there. I won't lie. But there's enough there's enough time for me to rebound, but less said about me in this section, the better I should think. Uh, but we'll bring that team up on the screen now. As we've said, a decent score. Obviously, John Stones helped that a lot. 92 points he had. John Stones had a quite sizable margin of those, Matt. So you must be buzzing with this team and you must be fancying yourself to take another three points here. Yeah, look, I was really happy with uh, with John Stones. I think I got him in weeks ago and I saw he's available, snapped him up. So I'm hoping from something from him this weekend. Uh, Pogba, really expecting something from him this weekend as well, potentially. Uh, Cavani. Um, Jack's brought into classic. I'm expecting big from him this weekend. Uh, Lacazette hasn't actually done. Oh, he got me a double a few weeks ago, but he's not done too much lately. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind a return from him. Werner, I put him in for the double last week. Pretty hopeless, but you know, you, you never know. He's, 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 he's I'm, I'm someone to ha- in draft when there's not much available. I'd rather have him than not. And yeah, it's a tough one. I know Statman Dave's got Fernandez, so um, normally it would be the face off of Fernandez and Salah preference for me would be Salah to do nothing because he's playing against my my team Spurs so I'm really counting on Pogba, Cavani and, and John Stones albeit Diaz will probably um, outweigh John Stones there. I think I think Statman Dave's got Gundogan too so you know I'm going to need him to do well for Classic. A bit of me is kind of like if I lose uh, to Dave then it probably means my Classic team does quite well anyway so it feels like a win-win. <laughs> So it's a bit damned if you do, damned if you don't. I know you said this weekend three times there, Matt, just for the benefit of yourself. I don't want you missing any deadlines. And just for the viewers out there, the, the deadline this week, yeah. is, uh, <laughs> is, is midweek. So they've got midweek fixtures, <laughs> Wednesday morning, um, Melbourne time. And then obviously Tuesday night, I think that's 4.30pm Tuesday night um, in, uh, in England as well for the games over there. So don't be caught out by the deadline, um, especially to you, Matt. You wouldn't want to... Uh, back up that 130-point week in Classic with another 28-point week. So, uh, just for your benefit, we've moved over to Statman Dave now, who um, has a couple of, uh, has one Burnley player in there, which is really annoying for him. You know, I don't like seeing that at all. But he's had a really good week himself, to be fair, and he's might raise a few problems uh, from that. So, I'm going to throw this one to the panel. Um, Jack, we'll start with you. Obviously, he's got a decent team, 90 points. Who do you reckon the danger man is for, uh, for Matt this week? Um, or for Dave, I should say, against Matt? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's I think there's three in there. To be fair, obviously you've got Fernandez, you've got uh, Gundogan, and uh, Traore. You know that midfield is looking great. If the defence, obviously with Diaz, keep that clean sheet, Ogbonna, who is uh, I think he's Matt's differential as well. 
you know, he's got a nice little team in there, but I think up top he's going to be struggling. Um, you know, we've got Joel Linton, the famous, um, and also uh, McGoldrick against United. I think he's going to be struggling to get any points on the uh, on the board with them strikers, with Vardy injured. Um, I'm not too sure if there's anyone out there on the on the draft uh, transaction list he can get hold of either. So I think it's all in his midfield, and if they can deliver, Matt should be worried. But after Matt's uh, scoring, I think he you know he might be okay in this one. So. I'm going to go with uh, the guru. And uh, Elliot, I've got to throw this one to you, obviously. I think there's a bit of, um, you know, there's not a lot of potency about Dave's front line at the minute. Obviously, we've got Joe Linton and McGoldrick. Got to, got to talk to you about Joe Linton, obviously, as a Newcastle fan. What, what's he doing? What is there to say? <laughs> <laughs> there isn't much, is there? He, he doesn't really give us much, does he, Joe Linton? He's not been the greatest of signing for the, for the Geordies. But on the bench, you look at Jamie Vardy, who's there. Obviously, he's out injured, so he won't be playing this week. So uh, what would your advice be to Dave? Would it be to look at getting a striker? Probably would be to get Vardy, or would you invest elsewhere? Well, I'll help him out here. Che Adams is free at the minute. He's a free agent that you can sign. I was looking at him before. I don't want him. So he's fair game for anyone at the minute, but I wouldn't, I'd, I'd hold off on getting rid of Vardy, maybe get rid of Joel Linton for Che Adams or something, because one, one of them can score goals and then, you know, I can pick up Joel Linton and the, the title charge will be on. But no, <laughs> McGoldrick, McGoldrick doesn't have the worst record. He only ever scores against top six teams. That's that's what he does. He does that. So yeah, did he last play against was it Tottenham? Did he back against Tottenham? Tottenham. Was it last week? Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea. Two against yeah. United. Two against yeah. United previous sport. Yeah. Last season as well, he, he was doing all that sorts. He scored he scored against Tottenham. did he get a double when you lot played him away last season when they beat you three 0 was it? Yeah, I, I think so. He, scored. he, he did well. Yeah, so he, he doesn't he doesn't do too bad against the top six. So be, be I interesting. The, I think he's the only one not doing too bad for Sheffield United this year. Not wrong so there. He's maybe one that could help Dave this week. So finally to the uh, to the panel, we're going to go for the predictions for this game. Jack, starting with you, is it Matt or is it Dave this week? Yeah, sorry, I've gone with the Guru this week. I think Dave needs. Um, I think I can take on the Guru, but I, uh, Dave's Statman, Dave's coming, you know, from the depths. He's scoring really well, so I'm going to go with the Guru just to nullify Dave's run. <laughs> um, obviously, he's doing really well. He's not here to. Uh, to boast about his run, which I think his run deserves boasting about, Statman Dave. He's been a little bit AWOL the last couple of weeks on the podcast, but hopefully we can get him back next week, especially if he wins this one, just to talk about how well he's going and gain the insights to maybe our new draft guru. Elliot, over to you. Do you fancy uh, Dave in this one, or are you going uh, you going with Matt? Yeah, look, I'm going to have to go with Matt as well. I just, as you said, Joel Linton. He's, I don't know how he's managed to do well with Joel Linton, to be honest. That's quite an achievement in itself. He's playing with 10 men every week, so he's done pretty well. But no, I backed the guru this week, mate. I just want to check if that Joel Linton one was an auto-sub. It wasn't. So he's actually started Joel Linton. Bono was his auto-sub. So uh, there you go. I'm predicting, Matt, that you're going to go with yourself, I'd assume. I can't because of Fernandez. He's just got too easy a game. And Salah, I, I think this week really is... A, Salah face off with Fernandez, and um, with Gundogan in there too. And it's yeah, I, I can't I can't see me winning. Maybe it's just because I'm yeah not being very optimistic. I just can't see me beating Fernandez. I can see him getting a hat trick this week. This week, sorry, I don't know. There's just something about Fernandez, Gundogan, and uh, Traore that I'm not I'm not liking playing against. So I was going to say clean sweep because I'm also going to go with you, Matt. So it's everyone against yourself at the minute, which is quite interesting, but we'll have to see next week 
how that all goes. But that concludes another FPL Addicts and Esports Live podcast and videocast for the week. It's been a live one this time, so hopefully you have enjoyed that. Elliot, we'll just quickly, uh, to round off, obviously Newcastle are doing pretty horrendous and you know had a great FPL week. Surely you're looking to bounce back in both regards. Oh, let's make it 11 without a win, mate. And then, well, fingers crossed for FPL. That, that's the one that's in my hands. I can't really control how Newcastle want to do. So, most I can do is keep away from all Newcastle assets in my classic team. And then that'll probably do well for me. So, fingers crossed for a bounce back, mate. Though, yeah, definitely. Definitely so. So, uh, hope you've enjoyed the live stream. As usual, as I said, this will conclude the podcast and videocast for this week. Hopefully, all your FPL dreams come true this, this weekend. And we'll be back. In the for the uh, next podcast to preview game week one, 21 rather. Take care. <laughs>